Welcome, welcome back to another episode of The Safe Space. We are the podcast created by the youth of Urban City for the youth of Urban City. Each episode, we will discuss the topics we submitted that are important to you. We have our guests, such as yourself, to talk about these topics. Now is the time to introduce ourselves as hosts for, for The Safe Space. We have... Hi, my name is Carissa. I'm a graduate from Urban City High School, and I currently attend Rutgers and Hobbies. I am Marcus Saintville, and I am a junior. My hobbies are playing games, reading comic books, and writing. And I am Layla. I'm an outreach counselor here at the Imani Center, and I'm also uh, a sound engineer in the making. Today, we're going to talk about the Imani Center and its benefits, and small aspects of mental illnesses. So, and today we have joining us in person and then for the first time we are learning how to do this podcast via zoom so we're going to go around and we're going to ask our guests first in person and then we're going to ask our guests in via zoom to kind of introduce themselves and who they are as people and our returning guest since he's already done this before we're going to ask josiah to kind of start us off josiah go ahead my name is Sam. Um, I'm a I'm an 11th grader in Irvington High School. And I I like I play sports. I really I'm a I'm a sports person. And my favorite sport is uh, soccer. Um, you know we're returning this season. You know better. You know keep on striving for that. Hello, my name is Ivani. I'm currently a senior at Montclair State University. I'm a public health major with a concentration of community health education, and I also have a minor in French. So I've known the bridge. I started coming to the bridge in 2012. So uh, when I graduated, they basically mentored me, they helped me get to um, through college and even internship. So I'm back here to help. Oh, what? I didn't know we. Oh, we anyway. also work here too. I didn't know we had a basically we had an alumni. This is so exciting. Yeah. yeah. My name is James Bosa. I'm 17. Um, I'm a 12th grader, and my favorite my hobbies just are watching anime and playing baseball. I love listening to music and I love reading. Awesome. Okay, 
the schedule in check for your whole high school year. For that to like just be shut down, it's like how how students are gonna like know what to expect from high school. Yeah. Because many parents doesn't like tell them, and the bridge is just like family that that you're like your second fa- mother or father that helps you like get through your school year, get through your mental issues and all of that. It's a lot of anxiety that I'm hearing. What uh, what do you guys? You know, do we feel that? Do we hear that? What do you guys? Alright, so going back up what Marcus just did, the bridge does stop a lot of people because I myself the bridge helped me. Because I remember when I came here, I'm not originally from from the United States. I'm actually from Haiti. So English is my third language. I also speak French and I also speak Creole. So when I came here in twenty twelve the bridge was the first place my parents sent me because, you know, when we go to high school, it wasn't um, public high school, but I was used to private school back in my country. Right. So, like, you don't get the attention that you want or the tools that you need to learn in this um, in Irvington High School. So, yeah. we, don't, we don't get that. But here at the bridge, they make sure that they do one-on-one session with you. Well... My mentor was Mr. Lin. May you listen, please. Yeah. So I've known him since twenty since twenty twelve. I remember the first time I ever stepped foot in the bridge. I spoke no English whatsoever. And it was really hard for me. I was speaking to him in French. You know what he did? He took a dictionary, he went and translated everything I was saying to him. And then he responded to me. That made me feel welcome. That made me feel the sense of hope. There's hope. Because when I got here, I was saying to my mom and dad, I don't want to stay in the United States because I'm not used to the language. And back in my country, I was striving. I was I was always the straight A student. But here, at Irvington High, we didn't get that like one-on-one feeling right. and then a sense of caring. But at the bridge, I got that. And then ever since then, he mentored me through high school to finding an internship at the Essex Prosecutor's Office. And I wow. graduated from the State Trooper um, Youthwood um, through applying to college and getting accepted there. And also helping me figure out what I want to do in life. He also helped me learning how to write. Because at Irvington High, they won't teach you, but they don't tell you, they don't teach you how to write essays. I'm in college. They're asking me to write 20 pages, 10 pages. I didn't know how to do that. But here, here, they taught me how to do that. Especially I was an ESL student. It was crazy how you taught me. Exactly. Yeah, she and taught, she was, because she taught an ESL class. For two years and seven months. And I was ESL one of the students there. And for a moment, I'm like, I'm not going to learn nothing. Because I know my things down and all that. But once I went to the class, it was like, I learned a lot. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, it's like, how, how did I not know this in school? And we were just doing, like, every day, we just used to just write about our day. And it, when I was writing, I just felt good just writing about what I did this morning every day. Because every day when we had that program and all, we just wrote about what's on our mind. And it just had me thinking. We read books. We had enjoyable times.
behind him to be able to speak, and it was great. You guys like pay it. It's like paying it forward. So they thought we thought each and every one of you. Wow. It's like that moment in time that you spent here, and it's like grew into like fruition. You know, it's you know that one-on-one aspect that you know, and that moment that the Imani Center that they saw you. You know. You're, There's no spaces I remember, not to um, cut off the floor. No, 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 no. Because... I have um, a counselor yeah. at Urban High School. Although she spoke Creole, she was never talking to me Creole. Although I, I, I would tell her, oh, I can't understand what you're telling me. She didn't care. I mean, I don't know if it's because she didn't have the time. I'm not saying anything about that. But she didn't really give me the attention, but here I got it. I really did. Wow. I mean, what is, what are some other people's, you know, what do you guys have to say? Like, what are your responses to this? I feel like, um, the Monty Center is a very, very important resource in Irvington. Irvington is a very small township, and it doesn't have a lot of anything. If anything, North gets things. You can find resources in North, but in Irvington, you are very, like, more or less likely to find a resource that you need when you um to get help. Whether it's um, financial, whether it's um, medical, whether it's educational, Irvington just doesn't, it doesn't take care of its people the way it should be. And the Imani Center was definitely picking up the slack where Irvington was, was lacking as a whole. Yeah. And, and the children are very important. And, and that resource being so close to a high school was very, very beneficial. Like They were a huge, huge help, a huge helper when you had your one foot in adolescence, and then you have one foot going towards adulthood, and you um going off to college, or you're going off into the real world or the work uh workforce. The Monty Center is very effective, very beneficial, and it's definitely held its weight. I, I will tell you now, the Monty Center. My mom used to go there for tutoring. My mom uh, I guess she graduated from Irvington. I don't know. I don't want to tell her age, but my mom's over forty. That's all I'll say. <laughs> But she's over forty, and um, yeah, like they 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 have a baby picture of me in there. I've never seen before. Like, wow. And, and they and they've been there, and for them to and they have that they have that knowledge too. Like they build rapport and relationships with family, where they have a certain knowledge of okay, you don't even really need to say it, but I can read your body language and I have an understanding of the situation you're trying to communicate to me. And all right, let's see where how we can get you some help. And that's really what it was. And the fact that they're being, I'll, I'll say attacked, the fact that they're being attacked as a resource there for, for, um, for, our, for our students, for our kids, mm-hmm. that's a huge problem. And I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to sit here. I don't, I don't want to just, I just reminisce about how good the Imani Center is. I am full fledged ready to fight this. Like this is not happening. Right. Yeah. I, and it shouldn't happen. And there's no reason for it to happen. If you can go ahead and you can keep a McDonald's open or a Burger King open during a pandemic, you better find some money to keep the money center open. Because it's been here and it's going to stay here. It works. Yeah. And 
it. Like there, there's no way. There, there's no way. And guess what? If if you gotta understand, we people try to try to shut us down. People of color, people who are um in the position that want to help people who have the help um hearts to help people, they try to shut us down a lot. Yeah. But we always come out stronger. You gotta understand. We're not gonna choose a loss. We're gonna choose a lesson, and we're gonna come out stronger. That's what I feel like. Um, in my head, I'm like, try to take us down if you want. We're we're just gonna make the mind center bigger. That's it. Like, <laughs> we're just gonna expand it. That's it. Like, That's, oh my god, yes. And this could be, and you know, God works in mysterious ways. Not to get spiritual in this, but He works in mysterious ways. So if something needs to shut down and say, hey, you can't be in this building, this body, this vessel. Okay, guess what? We'll move on to a bigger body. Because the love is still going to be there. The spirit of the mindset is still going to be there. The strength is still going to be there. Because look at the kids. We are, I'm 25 and I'm still coming back. I know if I if I text my mother, like, I'm, I'm over here on my phone, like, trying to text my mother the whole thing that's going on. She's going to call like, what? That's not happening. We will mark. It's not happening. That's a very important resource, a very effective resource, a very long-lasting resource. Everybody know where the money center is. You know that little trail about Orange Park? Yeah, yeah, meet me there at the school. Everybody know where that is. That is a landmark in Irvington, and that's not going to be taken away from us at all. That's all I had to say, my bad. I ain't mean to go on the rant. I'm no, sorry. I mean, <laughs> sorry. No, I okay. love it. I mean, the passion that you're talking about, it's like, you know, people that are going to be listening to the podcast, they can't see, but like, I look at everybody's faces and they're shaking their head and they're like, you know, you're hitting home with them. It just, it just don't, it, like, the proof is, is sitting in the room. The proof is right there. Exactly. The proof is right from 25 to 15, the proof is right there. What do you mean? You know, I'm not going to sit here and, and listen to realities and tell them how they've been effective in a, in a very beneficial way and want to also give back. Because there are people who will take and keep it pushing. People who want to, who, who got and received and want to give back. And you want to sit here in that reality and say that experience does not matter and it's going to be taken away. I don't have to accept that. The Imani Center told me that. I don't have to accept everything that life trying to throw my way. That's what I've learned. Oh, like, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. Like, you feel me? <laughs> like, who said this? Like, what? Yeah. It's so true, though. I mean, what are some lessons? Let's talk about these lessons that you're, you're, you know, you mentioned. What can somebody tell me some lessons that you've learned while being at the Imani Center? This is what I learned. And Vanessa has been repeating this from the most the day I've been there to the day she retired. She's been repeating this to me. She's been telling me excuses are the tools of the incompetent. They bring great monuments of nothing. Those who excel in cell doing this, excel in them. So, that, that thing's been in my head since the day I was in the United States. Can I tell you that he's not even looking at a piece of paper? He literally has this memorized in his brain. Miss Vanessa's been telling me this since the day I got into the Every She even made me write it in cursive. You <laughs> made me write it in cursive. That's Miss Vanessa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Let's let's talk about more. What else have you guys learned? I know my Zoom people. It's a little bit harder for you guys, so you know you're gonna have to speak up so I make sure that I I am 
I can pay attention to. Um, I think that we should always help people. They are, they are always there to help, always. Even right at GRTC, my sage will always say, go to the Imani Center for help. So if they teach us to help, like, they always help us and they want us to help. And I think it's just a great idea to be here to want to get this back. This shouldn't even be a conversation to, yeah. know, to ask about. It's something, it's the right thing to do because they do the right thing for us. I'm an international student. I feel like trying so hard. And every single time I go to the bridge, to the Iman Center, they always help me. Always. Yep. That's, thank you so much for sharing that with us. What about our other Zoom person? I would like to speak on it. So I've only been in the Amani program for like two months, going into my third month. But it has showed me that I can make something out of that opportunity, whether it be big, small, or critical. Because it doesn't matter how big it's going to be, you can make something out of it for your future. Because I've never really, I'm not really the type of person who would do a lot of things, but the Money Club has made me start believing that I should try things. Like, I've been doing the sewing classes, and I never thought I could sew, but it's been helping me to believe that I can do whatever I put my mind into. So that's something the Money Program has done for me, and will continue to do if you fight for it. No, it's, that's awesome. I mean... You, you're making another good point. Like this is, it's, it's, it's affecting you guys in so many different ways. Uh, can, let's, let's keep this conversation going. What else? I, there's, there's more of you guys in this room. I, I mean, some of them are getting a little tear jerked in here. So let's go. Come on. Don't be scared. Yeah. You, you gotta speak up. Like, yeah, let me tell you, your reality matters. Like, your reality matters. The, the Imani Center, it doesn't have, the effect isn't there unless the testimonies are. Like, you got to understand. Yeah, you miss life. Life is hard. Stack of all trades. Come on. Um, the Imani Center has taught me that anything is possible and always in charge of things. So, um, I want to be a veterinarian in the future. One day I was stopping by because the Imani Center provided me with the opportunity to volunteer at the Senior Citizen Center out there in Springfield. So on my way back home, I stopped by here and it was like closing, it was like past the time to go home or anything. But Miss Vanessa was there and she sat down with me for like over an hour and was talking to me about my career and she looked up um, opportunities for me that I didn't even know were out there. And so to know that someone was that that invested in my future, it meant a lot and it made me optimistic towards what I want to do in the future. And they make it like so anytime you need something, you don't feel afraid to ask for it. You immediately want to go to them for help and that is wonderful. So that's personally my experience from the Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Carissa. What else? What else we got in here? Um, I could say the Imani Center has like helped my elder sister. We all know how hard it is for students to get into college, but I can tell you right there, right now, how the Imani Center has made it so easy for my elder sister, Bushra, make it into college. 
and she's doing so well for herself and i'm also here to do so well for myself and do so well for my county because i feel like RVT in general is not doing so well and the imani center is making they're making the possible best to to make us all students have like best education i feel like they should want to expand this not close this up yeah that's such a good point i mean what it's i keep hearing is it's like this individual attention that you're not getting from the schools you know not to you know look down on the school system because i know the schools are trying to do the best they can but you know coming here it's you're not just a number you're not a statistic you're not another face in the hallway you they acknowledge your name they're saying hey josiah what can i do for you today or marcus you know they're just they say hey what what do you need from us today what can we do to help you get through today um, there were times where i was like having issues at home i didn't have a computer to always type my assignments mm-hmm. i always walk into the bridge typing my yep. assignments there we go mm-hmm. always and i feel like it's also it's like more of a reoccurring motif of going to get like help just education help and getting so much more out of that like you you don't just come back and do podcasts to save, you know, just a regular tutor. You don't do that just for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does have a greater impact, and it's like it's it's like the heart of everything, and a resource much needed. And if it's taken away, there's no other resource like that, right? At all. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Um, I also want to point out is that the bridge is not like any other organization. I walked in and. I signed up, and then the next day, everyone knew my name. Where do you go that you meet someone for the first time and everyone knows your name and who you are? So that is something, as I said, you don't find that anywhere else. That's, it's so true. I mean, there's something I can speak to as, like, a staff member here. I'll never forget when I first walked through these doors. Um our site director, uh, Beverly, said to me, she goes, you know, when you take on a student, they're not just your student. They're all our students. So you need to remember that, that this is, we need to treat them like they're all our kids. And I remember being like, I've never heard this concept of this open door policy. And I was like, I know, no, I'm going to stay here forever you know, I watch all of you being, you know, just this unity and the support, not only that we have given you guys, but what you did to each other. I don't, it's so rare to find. So like, let's, I know that we're, we keep on, uh, we're moving forward, but so we know why you guys have decided to stay at the Mind Center because of the love and you know, the TLC and all that stuff. Let's talk about, and I hate to say this, you know, let's, God, God forbid, the Amani Center does close. But we're not going to let that happen because we're going to work our butts off. What would the school year look like? I already yes. got a, I got a, a heck no. <laughs> we won't go. So bad for 
from. I'm sorry. I feel so bad for the freshmen, for the Haitian population, for the Hispanics, for the Africans, everyone. I feel so bad for them. Because from personal experience, my guidance counselor told me I would never get accepted into Montclair because I wasn't smart enough and I didn't speak English. That's what they told me. Oh, that no. here, I was crying. As I said, Mr. Lenny was my mentor. And I told him, and he looked at me, he said, Kimani, anything is possible, okay? So when I so when I applied to Montclair, I got accepted. Oh, I hope you brought that letter right back. Yes, I went back. And oh, yes, girl. So I was shocked. She was like, oh, what school are you going to? Essex? I was like, oh, no, actually, I got accepted into Montclair. She was like, oh, oh, my God, really? That, that was her reaction. <laughs> Boom! My job. Exactly. So the bridge helped me. So because of them, I got accepted into my hair. <laughs> okay. That's it. And I'm doing good. <laughs> yes, you are, girl. That's right. That's, you know, let's, yeah, that's insane. That is edu- Nope, not going to get into it because that's a whole other conversation. That's another tangent that I'm going to get into. What about the rest of you, my my quiet side that are probably sitting in their feelings? What do you guys think? So let's. What happens if again? What happens if the Imani Center closes? There are nowhere to go to. Yeah. What do you mean nowhere to go to? All most kids when they come here, it's either emotional, like for emotional help, or they come here to get tutored. I remember my freshman year, like midway through, I needed help. And Ms. Vanessa was always there. She would always have something to say or make her little quirky comments. And I, it was because of her that I continued going. Because honestly, I just wanted to give up. I was done with everything. But I did it because they taught me that you shouldn't give up. And sometimes it's okay not to be okay. And sure. I remember I was like seven when I had first met Ms. Beth. How old were you? I was seven when I first met No. I really was. I was a little kid. And I actually do remember this, my dad told me. And me and my mom were walking on Springfield. And she was like, I'm gonna meet you. I'm gonna meet your daughter again one day and she's gonna do great things. And I remember when I first met Miss Beth, something just like brought me to her and I think <laughs> out of all my relationships here, I think I have the strongest one with her. She's like my she's like my mom. Mm-hmm. I remember my first anxiety attack I had here. It wasn't for her, I, don't, I would have been a whole panic attack with me. So, but without them, who do we go to? Where do we go to for help? They're the ones who are there for us when we need them. So, it provides you that, you know, this emotional support, you know, it, that uh, sense of normalcy, I want to say, you know, that it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's such an important thing to let's kind of talk about that. And I think, Carissa, that's a good segue to you. So I'm going to let Carissa actually take over. And I'm just going to take So I'll be talking about mental health today. Um, so as you know, a lot of people experience mental health and 
it's crazy that it's stigmatized against this area. Um, mental health includes anxiety disorders, attention deficit or hyperactivity disorder, disruptive behavioral disorders, depression, and autoimmune disorders. Um, so I want to like talk to you guys about it, like if you experienced it or how has the courage helped you overcome this issue. So my first question for all of you in this panel would be, do you or anyone you know live with a mental health condition? And what is it like for you or that individual? And how does it define who you are? Well, I live with, I live with a lot of family members. Some of them just sometimes try to like put their anger out on me, which, which is always stressful and stuff. So every time I just try to do something productive, that doesn't work. So I just sometimes have to express it myself. But when I go to the bridge, it's just a place where I can like relieve all that stress and be able to like concentrate on the things that I want to do and not on like other people's emotions and stuff. And it's great because with the, if we're having the bridge shut down, I won't be able to like have that self like safe place to go to when I don't want to like stay home and able to like have other people just saying stuff, accusing me of stuff. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, I'm not able to do anything. I just, just gonna like feel helpless without anybody to like, Give me like the push that I need. Myself, um, definitely had a lot of anxiety attacks. Um, definitely cried in the arms of his his bed. Definitely, um, um, definitely let go of a lot of tears. A lot of, you know, spoke into a lot of fears and, and got through them and at the Imani Center. Uh, and also, not just that, but once I went off to college, also just remembering uh, talks that I had with Ms. Bev and, like, Ms. Nancy, and because um, that's who I worked closer with. Um, just remembering things that I learned. Um, learned from them and the skills I can was able to use by myself like in school or whatever like that because you're not going to have everybody around you all the time so they did you know definitely going to get you gym so you're okay by yourself um so i feel like that was very effective they they do more of a teach a man how to fish so he can eat for a lifetime kind of thing and which is very beneficial especially if you deal with something that can be as consistent as um, mental health issues, because for some people, um, you know, they're a lot more frequent than um, other people, and that can be very uh, disabling for, um, you know, certain parts of your reality, but, you know, you learn certain techniques, and you, you use them when, you know, things start happening to, to you, um, and the rain doesn't last as long as it used to, so, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Talking like Yoda after a while, my bad. <laughs> Y'all know who Yoda is? <laughs> no, I do. We're good. Okay. All right. Oh, you made really good points. Anybody want to talk about even dealing, you know, a lot of people can read anxiety attacks, panic attacks, even bouts of sadness. Um, I could speak for international students. I came to this country in 2018 and it was so hard to adapt, like it was so, so hard. I couldn't make it into school for three months 
I am, it was so crazy. Adapting was crazy. And I got into a school like Arvington I that you're not easily welcomed. You're not easily welcomed. Meaning you do not even get help. You don't get the help you want. And when I went to the Imani Center, I felt so welcomed. So this, me going into the Imani Center videos, drastically videos, it helped me academically, socially. I began to socialize and make more friends. When I got into this country 2018, and me now, I, I can, I'm a living testimony because I didn't used to talk, make friends. I only go to classes and do my work. Even if I knew I wasn't getting enough help when I was in middle school, that was university middle school, Arvington. And the Imani Center made me, it made me feel so welcome and it helped me academically, it helped me socially. And they always like, you know, cancel, they talk to people, they give advices that, that could help you, just help you for your future, for your, you know, academic wise. And it really helps my elder sister too, for sure. So I would say academic wise and you being socialized, get into social, it really helps, like, it really, really helps because they always find time to talk to you. They always create time to talk to you while they know the school is not giving enough help. Thank you. Mental health issues, personally for me, I find it like very difficult to get out of my comfort zone and do what I necessarily need to do. Um, so the bridge has offered that opportunity for me to just get out there because sometimes it's so debilitating that I stay at home all the time and I absolutely don't want to go out, but sometimes you just need to get out there. So I come to the bridge as my opportunity to shine and get out there and just do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And so even though it debil- it debilitates me, um the bridge allows me to shine in my own way. No, thank you. Thank you. Like, you know, just talking about that and sharing that, you know, sharing that ability of what the strength recognizing your own strengths that the bridge gave you. I mean you know, what about you guys? Well, what 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 is the bridge giving you okay. in that sense? Okay, with the bridge, it helped me to be myself and not wear a filter. Because throughout second grade to like maybe a little bit of my freshman year, I've always wore a filter and tried to like fit in with society's expectations, not be myself. Because the more I did that, I got confused about what people want and me try to at least fit in with the society to the point where I became a people pleaser. That was a fun because at the end of the day I wasn't even satisfied. I wasn't happy and I wasn't I wasn't feeling joyful. To the point where like throughout well, middle school like that like that year for me from sixth to eighth, I was like, you know, not depressed but I was crying most of like the night and it wasn't fun. Until to Lisa and Blasting told me about the Imani Center because they have a cooking class and it was tacos. I was like, oh, tacos? Oh, give me some. And we was like cooking and like um, Miss Liana had pulled me in because I wasn't like, I wasn't going to sign up for the bridge. So when I was talking, I was very intense because all my life to the point where like, you know, the bullying and the judgment 
in me, in my ego, it was like, okay, now I'm confused to the point where now I'm stuck and I'm mad all the time. I have an attitude and that didn't look too cute. So I was very tense. And then, but mostly the moment of strength to put the good people in the chain on top, it was like, remind yourself to help me be myself and to get out of the comfort zone and into the unknown. That's what I really like. And for the state to close it down, like, they must be out of their mind to leave close the reminder center, like, nah, negative. Yeah. So, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, again, it's, you know, it sounds like another story of allowing the reminder center helps you find yourself and saying, you know what, you're okay. And it's okay not to be okay and be yourself and shine bright shine as bright as you want and that's what i keep hearing and to relate to that when i first like when i first got to the bridge like when i first went to the summer program miss vanessa she came out just to tell everybody who they were and she was correct i was surprised because she knew like what i wanted to be for me, I just wanted to like be the best, like just be better than everyone, just like be competent, just like just destroy everyone in the world. And yes. then, and then like Miss Vanessa knew that she was just like, "You're that type of person." I'm like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> she, I'm like, "How did she?" I'm like, "We just met for the first day, and she already knew that." This time, oh, Miss Vanessa, it showed like how much like she like analyzed me, like just tried to like got to know me and who I am. And it was not only me, like everybody there she knew what type of person it was. She just she just gave back to back people what, what the type of person they were. She was just correct about everything. And it was great to like know that she was like really caring about like knowing and trying to like know what type of person I am. And I was just I was just so surprised and we just had a lot of competition there so yeah, I'm still trying to like trying to get my last bits of um fun before she retires and all, literally. And I'm still, even though she retires, I'm going to get her <laughs> every day. She's going, she's not going to have like time to not listen to my voice at all. That's so, so funny. So she's going to be busy even though she thinks she's retiring. No, you're not retiring. You're not retiring. Not. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that she found that part of you. Uh, that mental illnesses are stigmatized. Oh, um, I feel like it's just like anything that's rejected. It's um lack of education, and um definitely if something is confusing, it's overwhelming, and your mind will reject it. So um, I think part of that also plays a role in it. Um, but definitely lack of education. Um, I feel like with the history of people of color needing to like kind of that that sense of needing to be strong um you know what I mean because history tells us that we went through so much here in America um it's kind of that that issue of you don't want any any problems that you didn't you know what I mean that's not being thrown at you kind of thing like you you want to be all right you know what I mean at, at some point in time um but I think that definitely just goes um I I think that plays along with it, but yeah, education definitely definitely lack of education. 
um, and just a long history of how it's been treated. Like people uh, with mental illnesses used to like get thrown in jail just because people didn't know what was going on. Um, so it was lack of education, but you know nowadays we we have technology, we're able to look at the brain and we're able to study uh you know, watch people over time and study patterns and we'll be like, oh, okay, like this is different from this. Not not wrong, but different. Um, but yeah, I'll say maybe more so lack of education. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. Alright, so going off of what she said, you're right. It's a lack of education and also a lack of awareness, right? Because um, I'm a public health major, so I'm taking mental um, health so in my classes, they're talking about how, especially for African American, it's so like we don't talk about it in our household because not only we're already at a disadvantage because we're black. Imagine saying, putting on your resume that oh, I have a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna hire you? Sure. Because they're scared. Because as black, they already see us as violent. So that's why I think when, whenever we have a problem, we don't really talk about it. We keep it inside. We don't, oh God. It, we don't seek the help. And not only that, we don't really have the resources because right? we don't Google in Irvington a mental health facility um, except for I think 50 million that mm-hmm. offer them um, help because I entered there. Other than that, you don't find it. And then most people don't know about it. Because they're scared because they don't want to be put in a category they don't want to boot her they don't want to be put in a category as oh she's crazy because she went to see me because she was dealing with something mm-hmm. we don't really talk about it which is not good that yeah. is that is you you hit a huge point because I actually went through something like that um where I, I was going through a really really rough time in high school and I was I found myself in a um a children's psych ward and my family came to see me and one of my family members was like, Yo They're like, You you better snap out of it. Like you you got like he he grabbed me like, Yo, stop acting crazy, like they going this gonna go on your record, he, like you never gonna get a job like that's what he says to me and I'm in psych I'm like, Okay. I'm like, All right, you let me know when I can be sad because right. apparently Get a job first, and then I could be sad. All right, but that is, and, and that affects how that person deals with. Don't be laughing at my trauma. <laughs> no, but that's, that affects how a person deals with themselves. Like you yourself, you can't even sit there and accept it. You got to worry about a job application. But people use that not not even necessarily having a, the feeling of like being afraid. They'll just use it as an excuse. Like they they just need one more thing. They're like, all right, they're like. Ah, uh, you black, but everything else checks off. You ADHD, gotta go. <laughs> you like panic attacks, gotta go. Anxiety in this world, gotta go. Like I'm sorry, do you not know? Like okay, you live off 18th Avenue, or you live on South 20th Street off 16th Avenue. Well, uh, I give you two months. See if you don't come off that block with PTSD. <laughs> All right, but. <laughs> We gonna have to listen. Me and you, we go to stay in contact information, okay? Because <laughs> I want to talk to you about something, but you are very, you're very true. That just hit it like that just brought a whole episode back to me. But, yes. it is, I, I agree. 
it's like, you know, and that's a common thread that people don't realize that we all have. You know, we all have panic attacks, and it's okay to talk about them. We all have episodes of depression. It's okay to talk about it. And I think that's the problem, that no one talks about it. That's a big concept. But here at the Ignami, we talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what's great about school-based counseling, is that it normalizes it. I, I'm sorry, I forgot to say before this all started, I, I pretty much became a, like went to school for social work because of the money center. Because of the way they was able to like the work they just did with me. And I was a huge like defensive person. Because of the trauma and stuff I went through, I kept everyone at arm's length. Everyone. You couldn't like I, I'm I'm just learning to hug my mom. Like we working on that. Like so being able you said, Well, listen different who judging me no i said that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh <laughs> like who judging me no it's okay I, I, that is awesome i'm a, I'm a i joke around a lot but but um like i'm working with miss nancy and just you know what i mean the work they did i'm like this is what i want to do i want to i, I want to sit here i want to help people like right and in the way that they were able to do it in so many different avenues because if you, you can't just you can't just try to help a child in one. If you really want to help somebody fully, you can't just help in one area and not touch on another one. Like, a lot of people tell me, like, oh, you should be a teacher, you should be a teacher, you go with kids. I can't sit in the classroom, see a kid with their head down, talking about something, pick your head up, learn this lesson, and I know for a fact you didn't eat breakfast this morning. I know for a fact you also don't have lunch money. And I know for a fact you got detention and you're going to be hungry after school. I can't sit there like that. Maybe somebody else can, but not me. But that... That, like, I was able to put into words what I wanted to do coming from the money center. Like, this is this is crazy. We, we having this conversation. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's so true. And that's, like, going back, it's like, you know, you hit so many topics and I don't even know where to start. But it's going back into, like, the money center is that place of you're, it's okay that you're feeling this way and you want to talk about it let's talk about it that's okay to talk about it you know and yeah i'm really getting a little choked up here because you know again it's sad that we're having this conversation we shouldn't have to have this conversation this is a resource and i'm looking at every single one of your faces saying what if what if this happens what if how are this I don't even know. I can't even I can't go there yet. But we unfortunately we're gonna have to start wrapping up. So we found this quote and I want you guys to think about what this means to you. And I'm going to not try to mess it up when I say it. We are somebody, we are going places, we will speak up and please pay attention. And Marcus. I think I have an idea on what that quote does. Well, Whoopi Goldberg said that too. So, I think this quote means that, like, we're a person and we're, we should be able to, like, know everything. And because recently, us as students, we're not getting, like, the enough information that we need to know during the pandemic. We haven't been getting anything. We've been getting some information, but it wasn't to the point where we're all just confused during the whole pandemic what to do. Yeah. We 
packets that were confusing. We had um, schedules that were confusing. At the beginning, they gave us a 7B for um, power school, and then they changed it. It's like, what's happening? And then they also gave us this email about, oh, we're going to get our Chromebooks, but we need our ID. But some students, people are freshmen. So how are going to get the ID? Right. That's confusing. And we're not getting that information. And we just, we're, we should like, we're just, we need to like speak up and tell that we matter. And we should, know, just like government and everybody should know that we need that information too. Not just the parents. The parents can't choose like, oh, we go to school, we don't go to school. We choose that, not them. Because that's our education, that's our life. And we're, we're the ones that's choosing our future of what we're doing when we're growing up, not our parents. They're not in charge of that, and it's important that we get what we need every time. Yeah. Okay. What? Is, what? Okay, let's go, Carissa. So personally, for me, that means that personally, while I was in high school, I found it that us as youth or students or children were looked down upon by people in authority, like the principal, the um, staff members. We were supposed to just submit to whatever they were saying. So that quote, it resonates with me because um, we're humans also. Just because we're younger doesn't mean we aren't qualified enough to have a say in how things are run. And that also goes for us as minorities. We're also looked down upon because we are different. And as Martha said, that needs to change. We need to use our voice so that people take us seriously. You were there. Yeah. No, uh, hopping on other people. I want to know what it means to you as well. It means means that something very different. Like you know, back in where like where I'm from, like where I'm from, where I'm from, like you really can't speak for adults like that. When like you try to speak back and tell what like try to say what you think, it, it's seen as disrespectful. Which like right now, I'm like that's just it doesn't make sense. Because I'm just trying to tell you what it is, what I think. But that's what I mean by it. yeah, somebody they should listen to what you do. And I always get it back. I you know they are starting to you know learn as well. Only thing that like they're starting to there's my parents, you know, you know, the other African parents, you know, they're starting to like, you know, they can't just shut us down. We have to we have to listen to them. Listen to we matter too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your voice matters. Yeah, I wanna add something in with those like I said. Like with that quote, I think about equality. We're all human. Why do we put other races on pedestals? Like, you know, when people like, oh, want to think like, oh, white privilege, something that's not their call. It's like, no, we have the same organs and you're a human, you're on the same level as me. Like, why do like all this, like, these movements of people getting killed, police officers killing black people? Because like, my mom had shared a story with me that it was this black dude and they had like this particular call. Oh, but yeah, that's and, not, uh, I'm gonna. Start crying. But, yeah, mm-hmm. and like something bad happened to him. But I'm gonna add on to what Josiah said. Like, we just want to be heard. So nonetheless, like how adults want to be heard, and they want to take action on what's right. Same with us teenagers too. We just want to make the world a better place and to better ourselves in general. That's too true. I got three other people in this room, and then I'm gonna go to my Zoom people. I think personally. Deserve to be listened to because at the end of the day, we are the future. They're going first, but they're going to die sooner or later. 
I'm sorry. It's okay. It's <laughs> But we're still kids. At the end of the day, it's going to be our future. We're the ones that's going to be affected by it. We deserve to have our voices heard. They didn't ask our parents. They didn't ask us whether we wanted to go back to school or not. They asked our parents. It's not our parents' choice. It's our choice. It's our future. We should have the say in what happens to our future. I love that. somebody we are going places we will speak up and please pay attention that's just like we need we need to speak up we have to other than that we're still gonna be fighting i don't know what you're dealing with racism discrimination not being heard if you don't speak up no matter what you think or what you're doing you're not going to be hurt because you're not doing something about it. Be the change that you they need, okay? Like, if if you see something, say something so we can change it all together. So we are people. There's this. So, therefore, the humanity has to stay open so they can help everybody else. All right. Let's go to my, uh, my Zoom people. I got three of you. Um, if if we're going places, then we need change. The change starts from us. We need to be heard because it's the right thing to do. So, if we're going to speak up, it's the right thing to do. That's what I think. Perfect. Like, like it, straight to the point. Um, for me, for me, well, Whoopi's Goldberg quote is like, wait, let me start over. So, her quote means that we have to be somebody to be able to change the world, you need to use your voice instead of being a nobody because nobody can't change the world. They can't use their voice to help other people or help problems that should have been dealt with in the past. In order to change things, we can't be bystanders. We need to either speak, donate, or do something that will like make them see us, like recognize who we are. Awesome. And last but not least, you are the last, my dear. Okay, um, my thing is like, yeah, I was like, we need to connect more when we were talking about. Um, I feel like that quote, I pretty much agree with everybody, what everyone is saying. Um, we have to be the change that we want to see. If anything, um, they won't move unless we do. That, they won't, they won't move unless we do. And, Everything that we need is inside of us. Everything that we need, we have. We just got to put our heads together, put our hearts together, and just bring it out. Um, just like the Monty Center did for so many kids. Um, one kid who um, I know for a fact, um, I'm not getting a tear, sorry. If she was here, she'd be, because um, she graduated with me. Her name was uh, Shirley Nicole. She was killed in a drive-by a few years ago. Um, so, and, um, like, we used to be at the mindset all the time. Um, we, like, ran over there. We had acceptance letters. We're like, yo, are we going to school? Like, like, you know what I mean? So, I know for a fact, um, I know she should definitely be on, on the side of speak up. Mm -hmm. And 
we still gonna make it happen regardless. Um, they're not in control of the outcome of what happened to the money center. They never were and they never will be. Um, but we definitely gotta speak up and just do what we have to to change that we need. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, I want to say as we're wrapping up, uh, I want to say thank you to every single person in this room for coming, answering our call to arms, I want to say, to helping, you know, to every, you know, saying that we won't, basically, we're not going down without a fight. Um, so thank you for joining us. Uh, you guys are going down, period. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, without, I'm not going down. It's not happening. We're not going exactly. down. We'll set up camp in that same area and get notebooks and pens and still be out there. That's not happening. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we're definitely, you know, this is, this may, this is going to be, this, this is a big deal. And, you know, you guys are making sure our voices are being heard. Your voices are being heard because yes, you are somebody and you're going to be listened to. So thank you guys for, and thank you to my Zoom guest, thank you to my in-person guest, yes, plural, and thank you again, uh, our hosts, um, we say also, they also say thank you, uh, thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of the Kamani Safe Space, and we'll be, to see it, check us out again next week for another episode. And thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys again.